Hello and welcome to another episode of No Longer Talking in My Room by Myself. My name is Sam, this is Offbeat Grad, and today I'm talking to my friend Shanti, who I talked to a few months ago. She's currently traveling full-time and working abroad in New Zealand. In the past, she worked in Japan, where she taught English, and then she went home for a bit, and now she's back in New Zealand, living her best life, and she just got finished working full-time at an office, and now she's gonna go do some more traveling, and I thought it'd be great to answer some of your questions about working abroad, traveling long-term, etc. So let's get into it. Can you start by introducing yourself again and explaining where you are and what you're doing? Oh, okay. I hate doing that. No, you have to use your Uh, beautiful speaking voice. This is my beautiful speaking voice. Okay, good. I only have one voice. Um, I'm Shanti. I'm in New Zealand. I'm backpacking. That's it. And you're also working. Yesterday was your last day at your job where you worked a few months. Yeah. And I'm trying you're... to forget that, but thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> well, I mean, that's mostly... Well, we're talking about a combination... Because I asked people vaguely, and a lot of them asked about working, but a lot of them also just asked about traveling, and I was like, okay, we'll do both. So, Great. Make me relive my horrible <laughs> life. I mean, you, I appreciate can, you that. can help other people not make that mistake to work in that specific office. Okay, I accept that. All right. Good. Okay, let's jump into the questions. Um, So my friend Isabel was the first one to ask a question, of course. Um, She asked, how do you find a place to stay when you're first abroad? Um, Well, I live in hostels, so I just go on, like, booking.com. Or Hostel World. Yeah, I don't like that website. Yeah, they screwed me over twice, but I still keep booking with them, so... Um, I don't like them. And booking gives me rewards for using them, and they have a discount when you book a lot. So, Good point. Yeah, and they have a more user-friendly app. I'd like it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rewards thing is a good point. So basically you're saying when before you go, usually you try to stay in a hostel, at least at first. When you were in Japan, I remember they set you up with some accommodations, but now that you're in New Zealand, it's more of a, like, fend for yourself um yeah so in japan it was different because my company um, had accommodation and then when i got my second job in japan i went and found my own accommodation but that's impossible unless you speak japanese so don't bother go live in a guest house instead so it's basically like a big dorm but you get your own room and you just share like the kitchen and the bathrooms so Um, like a hostel yeah, but you get a mini fridge in your own room. Ooh, swanky. Yeah, so it's better. But... Well, that's cool. So you've been in yeah. how many different cities in New Zealand have you been to so far? And how long have you been there? I forget. You left in, like, May, didn't you? I've been in, right now in Wellington, I've been here three months. So I think I've been in New Zealand five months almost. Uh-huh. Maybe okay. four months. And so you didn't get a job. Like, the first time we talked to you, you still didn't have a job. You were working in a hostel cleaning without cleaning fluids. And now you yes. are. <laughs> now you worked a job for, like, two-ish months. Two months exactly. Two months exactly. And now you're going to start um, traveling again. Do you think you're going to work again somewhere down the line? In New Zealand? Yeah. Heck no. No. Okay. Good. Uh, I saved enough money that I don't have to <laughs> don't work. Don't answer until that yet. That's March, a question. So. Oh. 
Okay. okay. Well, Next you didn't question. tell me I'm that. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I'm kidding you blind. Okay. So Julianne asks, how do you find these opportunities? Like, is there a specific website or where do you even look to find like working abroad opportunities? Uh, well, for me personally, I went with a temp agency, but if you're working abroad, usually you have to get sponsored to get that work visa. Mm-hmm. But if you're just doing like a working holiday visa like I am, you can basically work anywhere without having to get sponsored as long as you work there less than six months. Okay. Um, and you don't have a permanent contract. So I just went with a bunch of temp agencies and they found me a job. But um, everyone else that I know here, they just work in like cafes and restaurants um, and they literally just go and they apply. And here you – yeah, but in New Zealand, you apply in person at these kind of places. There's no, like, applying online unless it's, like, office work and stuff like that. Hmm. So, yeah, I know that with certain countries, it's easier to get a working visa as a young person than others. Like, in Europe, you can usually do that pretty easily. I guess New Zealand as well. Um, I don't know if there's any others. Um, Japan seems much more complicated. Japan, you have to be sponsored. Yeah, and you most can really only teach English. Um, that's probably true for most places. So I guess the overarching theme is to Google it, um, see what each particular country's deal is with the visa requirements, and then go with like whatever standards. So New Zealand, apparently, you get there first and then you apply. That's sort no. of scary. Well, not for the visa. No. You apply for the visa before. Oh, yeah, for but jobs. to come into New Zealand with that visa, you have to have about three grand saved up. That's one of the visa requirements, so you can't yeah, come in with the money Yeah, that's a requirement anyway. for a few, d- for most visas, I would say. It's for Australia, too. Uh, oh. Europe as well, I believe, has a, you need to show sufficient savings before they let you yeah. travel. So that's normal, but definitely Google that before you apply. Yeah, um, but Japan doesn't have that requirement, so. Yeah, but you need to get sponsored, so. Yeah. I guess well, that's the trade-off. Yeah. Charlotte asks, how do you budget for long-term travel? Mm. Save? Yeah, I don't really make a budget budget. I just kind of have all my money and use it. (laughs) Okay, yes. But, I mean, obviously you need to live below your means. Like, you're staying at hostels. You're not staying at luxury accommodations. You're not doing, like, extravagant things. Like, you need to live below your means to make sure you can make the most of the money you have saved. Yeah, well, I mean, basically, if you're going to travel abroad, you don't go and buy, go clothes shopping every weekend or something. (laughs) Like, yeah, I I stay in hostels, but I just basically live the same way I lived at home because I never really spent a lot of money. Yeah, you but also I mean, if, saved if you... a lot of money before you came. I think that's a big point. Like, you definitely need yeah. a lot of savings before you commit to, like, a really long-term travel experience. Even a short-term, honestly, because <laughs> you never know what will happen. But definitely long-term savings. And you're working, so that helped you replenish your money. Yeah, well, I just... I mean, as long as you save up enough money and you don't go around buying tons of makeup and buying like eating out all the time it was like hostel life you can cook so you can save a lot of money doing that and i mean a lot of hostels will let you clean and then you can get free accommodation oh that's a good point yeah so you can go that route and then like get a job in the afternoon which is a lot of people do Mm -hmm. Uh, when you were at the first hostel you were working in exchange for free stay correct yeah yeah that's what i was doing there because i didn't want to have a real job but my current my job i just finished made way more money than if I had worked for just accommodation. 
True, but I mean, if you're just not planning on getting a full-time job and you would rather just um, have more time to travel, I guess that's a good idea to keep expenses low. Yeah, and a lot of the places here, um, they also include um, meals. So if you work like four hours during the day, you get to stay free and they'll give you all your meals. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, so a lot of the um, jobs like that are available in New Zealand um, and Australia, too, I've heard. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, we're going to the South Island soon, and we have – we're doing is we're traveling one week and then we're working for accommodation another week and off and on and each one has like free food and um, so that's how we're gonna travel for like four months without having actual jobs yeah that I mean that works um Rochelle says I'm the worst at packing how do you begin that process when you're traveling long term um well kind of difficult because most people want to bring everything they own you really can't you kind of have to make the decision to only bring what you're going to need yeah and i mean laundry is expensive yeah so i just have a backpack um other people have suitcases but if you're traveling around it's pretty difficult to travel with a giant suitcase Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and if just roll all your clothes and you can rewear things rewear the jeans i always travel with one pair of jeans and i just rewear so much especially when you're traveling long term because laundry is pretty expensive to do um, but you also don't want to bring so much clothes. So, I mean, bring a ton of panties. So <laughs> well, many. Yeah, you can't really rewear that. And socks. Yeah. Yeah, bring so much of that. And, like, three pairs of pants is fine. Mm-hmm. I do a wash, like, every three to four weeks. And just bring, and like, like one nice back. outfit. What do you do for, like, work yeah. clothes since you work in an office? Um, well, in New Zealand, the dress code here is really casual for, like, office work. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone wears, like, like I just wear, like, high-waisted pants. And, like, the same things I would wear in everyday life, I wear to work. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, I just don't wear leggings, but, you know. You can also buy a lot of things there. Like, I think if you get there and you decide, oh, I really need, like, this, you can definitely buy that there. I think a lot of people, when they pack, feel like they need to bring everything right away, but don't realize, like, you can definitely get those things later if you do need them. Yeah, like, I mean, like, working clothes-wise, you can literally mm-hmm. just go buy it and then ditch it later because you're making enough money that you can buy a $10 top. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, so don't, like, bring a ton of clothes and products because you won't need those. I'd say bring medicine because that's pretty hard to find in each country, like, compared to the U.S. Even things like aspirin? Yeah, so they only have, like, ibuprofen and Tylenol here, and they're really expensive. It's so it's I suggest bringing much as that as you can Uh, same with allergy medicine um lots of creams like they don't sell zinc over here that's random Uh, yeah so their medicine here is pretty expensive so I would suggest bringing what you can of that rather than bringing all your products because they have like Maybelline and L'Oreal and Pantene they have all the same American brands so the same with like makeup can you find like makeup things that's yeah, good. they have a lot. They they have um, giant makeup stores. Like their version of Sephora is like Mecca, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. So that's not a problem. It's it's just the medicine that you should bring a lot of because it's so super expensive here. Interesting. That is strange, but okay. I guess it's well, an island. Here, so people don't have issues with medicine. I think it's just because it's so separate from like the rest of the Western world, except Australia. But even that, they're both islands, so like you take that into consideration. 
Yeah. Well, and also, like, don't think about trying to ship things back and forth because it's really expensive. Oh, no, that would be so expensive. Yeah, like, a lot of people here have, like, bought a lot of clothes and they have to ship them back to their home countries, and it's really expensive, so don't even try that. Yeah, I... Just get rid of things on your way. Oh, my gosh. Well, Noelle asks, is it hard to find Wi-Fi abroad? And I think what she's asking is, like, if you work, like, in the way that I work, um, which is online but you could still talk about finding Wi-Fi. You just told me you can only record this in the kitchen because that's the only place the Wi-Fi works. So, well, okay, here the Wi-Fi used to be really good, and then, like, a month ago it started, like, being really weird and everyone keeps disconnecting everybody, and we asked, and apparently now it's if you're not using the Internet for a minute, it'll disconnect you automatically. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's what? stupid. Because Wi-Fi in New Zealand's different. They pay like per megabyte instead of mm-hmm. like, oh, we pay $25 a month and can use as much Wi-Fi as we want. They don't do that here. We actually do pay per megabyte in the U.S. Well, I've never had it. I've had unlimited Wi-Fi forever. Oh, so. well, on your phone. Well, there's unlikely your home is getting unlimited Wi-Fi. What you get is that you pay for the speed. You have unlimited, but you're paying for the speed. So, like, you pay more for faster. We actually have horrible Wi-Fi Well, yeah, no, Wi-Fi we're not paying for faster Wi-Fi here. We're paying, like, for, for how space? much you're using. Okay, well, that's strange. Like, on your phone, like, data. Like a phone data plan? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, so, okay, good for that. That's why, like, <laughs> a lot of the hostels you'll go to, and they'll be like, okay, you get one gigabyte of free data. Or, like, you have to pay $5 for, like, 10 gigabytes. How do you use Netflix? Um, it's really hard. Okay. sad. <laughs> I download a lot of stuff, um, off, like, using the Netflix offline thing. Uh-huh. But um, li- libraries have unlimited Wi-Fi. Uh, oh, Starbucks. Well, that's good. Yeah. When I travel, I even when I travel in the U.S., I work while I'm traveling. I, like, had to spend three hours in a Taco Bell in Squibb, Washington, because my, my hotel didn't have any Wi-Fi, even though they advertised it, but I had to do work, so I was like, well, guess I'm gonna go spend a night at 9 p.m. in Taco Bell, and that was just what happened. Uh, I think it's easier if you can plan around that, and I wouldn't have had to do that, because um, you can't really rely on the Wi-Fi in your accommodation, as you just said. Yeah, because, like, we have free unlimited Wi-Fi here, but it's not very good. Yeah, but, so they said I mean, we even had free, like, too. It didn't work, so. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, even in McDonald's, they only give you 30 minutes of free Wi-Fi. Or in, like, Starbucks, you get an hour, and then you have to re-log in every hour. Huh. So it's it's quite frustrating. Wow. But I was just going to the library. That's a good idea. Well, I guess that's good for anywhere, really. Go to the library. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably so. solid advice. Yep. Um, Kayla asked, what are essentials someone needs for working while they're traveling? So I assume like what you need to do, what you need to bring if you plan to work while traveling. I don't know if she means like remote work. For me, that means bringing a laptop. Um, but in your case, you were working at an office. So did you need to bring anything special for that? Um, well, you need a visa. Yeah, that's kind of it. That. Uh, well, you oh, have to do um, the well, resume. You have to have a tax number. Oh, you really? You have to have a tax number, yeah. So as soon as you get to New Zealand, because you have to be in the country um, to do it, mm-hmm. so you have to apply for this tax number online. It takes like a day. It's not It's not very hard to do, but you cannot work without it. Interesting. Um, and technically, it's illegal to like even do like accommodation work without them, but most people will let you anyway. I mean, they just pretend that you never worked there basically <laughs> under the table yeah huh okay well you also needed i remember you were doing um a lot of recommendations and um 
references. Oh, yeah. And... Well, that was just for the temp companies. And the resume. Because I was doing office work. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Well, what kind of job doesn't require a resume? Well, I mean, it was a different resume. Of course, every country does resumes differently, and that's something you might not know. Oh, yeah. The resume here is really different. Um, I had It's like three pages long instead of one. Yeah. And it has to be like very detailed on what you did at every job. And they actually contacted your references. That's not something yeah. that happens in the U.S. very often. Yeah, but they did it uh, via email because of overseas. Mm -hmm. So, what about if you were I working mean, in a cafe? Would you still need to bring a resume? Uh, I think some of my yeah yeah for resumes yeah you have to bring that's kind of how you apply instead of like applications at cafes and restaurants you just give them your resume. Huh. But they still need references and they'll still try and contact your references. Really, usually. for like for like a barista, they're gonna contact your references. Some of them do, some of them don't care, especially if you're a backpacker. Uh-huh. It kind of just depends on where you're working. Huh, I'm surprised but like, um, that. Yeah, like a lot of the people here who don't speak English that well, they do like dishwasher jobs. Mm -hmm. um, so that the way they're not front of house. Makes sense. Um, yeah, but lots of people work in bars. Big, everyone works in the hospitality, basically. That makes sense. Um, so basically what you need to work abroad, you should definitely research the resumes, like the CV requirements in other countries, because they're often really different, and you don't want to get there and have no idea what you're doing. Um, yeah, I had like four people check my CV. Yeah, definitely check. I don't know how you could check. I, I don't know how you would check in a new country, unless you're working with a temp agency or something. Well, you can ask other people in the hostel who uh, already have jobs and who've Good been idea. here longer. And um, there's also so many templates online. That's how it got mine. Yeah, that's, that would be the first place to look, I think. Yeah. And also bring your laptop. Don't be like me. Don't try to travel with a keyboard and your iPad. It won't work. You will regret it. Well, I think that's only in your line of work because I really don't need my laptop because all I do is Even for Netflix applying, though? It. What about when you were applying to jobs? They don't apply online here. Oh, okay. I guess it would depend and on really, what they did. And you only need, like, a tablet to do that. Right. I mean, my laptop is small enough, so it's fine. And, I mean, it's basically tablet size. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, especially because I thought I would need it to print stuff. But you actually can't really print by plugging stuff in here, usually. Like, when you're going to the hostel or, like, the library or, like, the stationery stores... Usually mm -hmm. it's, like, some weird online thing where you can use your phone. Wireless printer? Like, yeah, but you, like, email it to this address, and then oh. the printer automatically prints it. It's it's weird. Huh. Okay. But I would suggest, like, I mean, like, at the hostel, they pay they charge, like, a dollar to print one page. A dollar? Yeah, so don't print it at the hostel. If you need to print something, like your resume, go to a stationery store or the library. Everything, just go to the library. Yeah, basically. Uh, live at Just the live library. There. <laughs> that will be easier and more yeah. cost efficient. Okay. For Amy sure. asks, how do you manage working while also traveling and experiencing new places? Sorry, the that door. That was a loud door. <laughs> I know. It's not usually that loud. It's just like really squeaked at this time. <laughs> um, so what I did... 
you can't really have a full-time job and travel. It's just not possible, especially if you have – you usually have to stay in one place for at least a month or two to have a job here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what most people have been doing is they usually work three months during the winter and then they go travel during the summer. Yeah. Um, and so do it that way because that way they earn enough money in those three months when it's cold and no one wants to do anything anyway. Um, but it's it's really impossible to travel and work full-time even if you work part-time, you still have to be, like, situated somewhere. So yeah. you could, like – and if you're working part-time, you usually don't have, like, two days off in a row. It's usually, like, okay, you have Monday off and then you have, like, Wednesday off. So even my friends who work part-time, they can't go and travel, travel. I mean, they can travel around the area we're in. Yeah. But they can't, like, go to other parts of New Zealand. Yeah, I think that's something a lot of people get wrong when they think they want to, like, go work while they travel. Because even if you're in Europe working in, like, a hostel, like, you're sort of tied to that area for the majority of the time. So unless you plan, like, your excursions around that, it's unlikely you're just going to have, like, a random two weeks in your job to just go travel. It's the same as any job at home yeah and here you don't get like um like leave Mm -hmm. you get instead here you get like at the end of your contract or whenever you quit you get eight percent of your gross payback so it's like that's like the money that you occurred as your holiday pay because you don't get any leave oh that doesn't happen in the u.s you get nothing Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's like you can't just go and like take a week off, like yeah. paid week, like you could in the U.S. when you have a real job. Yeah. But I figured you probably wouldn't just get a t- like a full week off if you were only working in a place for one or two months. <laughs> Don't well, know. You never they know. Would give you that. <laughs> oh my gosh. You never know. Um, yeah. For remote work, it's a little bit different. You probably can travel a little bit, but even then, you need to have like a really strong schedule because. Um, there will be times when you will need to work on short notice or things will just pop up. Um, I usually try to work at a certain time every day when I'm traveling, which for me is the afternoon. Like, whenever I'm with someone else and they're like, time to go take a nap, I'm like, no nap for me. Wow, my dog's really angry. Yeah, but because you do, like, stuff with with Wi-Fi, kind of, if you're, like, in New Zealand, like, if you're traveling on the South Island, Wi-Fi is real scarce. It's literally, like, just sheep there. Uh-huh. So if you're planning on traveling there, you really need to be really proactive about planning because you're not going to find Wi-Fi very frequently. Mm-hmm. And even in the hostels, you're going to have to pay for it. And the towns are really small. And even when they call it a city, I'm like, it's not a city. It's more yeah. like a village. That's going to be true <laughs> even in places in Europe or even in the U.S. Like I was in Squim, Washington. It wasn't a town. It was just a casino. Um, so like there wasn't, that's why I got stuck in the Taco Bell. Like you sort of have to plan around it. And definitely that wouldn't be possible if you were traveling in parts of New Zealand. So keep that in mind. Um, Charlie asked three questions. The first one is what's been your favorite place to travel so far? Um, out of all my travels or out of New Zealand? Whatever you want. Um, I still like... Sorry, this guy keeps walking by. Stare at him. Uh, I am every single time. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I would say Kyoto in Japan, just because it was the prettiest and I had the most fun there, and there was so much to do, um, like things that I liked, like shrines and like bamboo forests, and we climbed a mountain to feed wild monkeys, and it was really relaxing. And it was pretty, like, old-school Japan, so you got to experience more of the Japanese culture. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, like I like New Zealand, but I kind of want to see like something that's really different than the U.S. Yeah. And that's pretty similar here. Very true. Um, I mean, here there's amazing nature and stuff, but I want to see like something really different. Yeah. I mean, Japan's I really Japan, different, so I don't yeah. know if you'll get that most places. No, of course not. But <laughs> that, I mean, that's why Japan's my favorite to like visit. And Kyoto was definitely the best time. Good answer. Her next question is, is there anywhere you would not go again? Mm. I can tell you where I wouldn't go again, and it's Morocco. And I'm sorry about that, but I felt very uncomfortable there. All right. <laughs> I'm done answering now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to elaborate. I, it was just, was it was nowhere. a beautiful place. Loved visiting. Don't need to go again. As a girl who was only traveling with other women, um, there were a lot of things we couldn't do to keep ourselves safe, and it was just very, um, there was a lot to think about all the time. Like, we weren't allowed to eat in certain restaurants, we weren't allowed, we couldn't walk on the streets, even when we were wearing, like, full, long pants, long shirt, we couldn't just walk down the street without being harassed, like, constantly. It was just a, a lot of work. Um, I think it's a wonderful place to visit, but it's very stressful, and I don't need to go back. Next. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I haven't had any of those experiences. (laughs) It's more like I'm just tired of this place and I don't ever want to come back to it. (laughs) Which place? Wellington? Yeah. Not to be confused with Wellington, Florida, which is where we are from, which is also a place I don't need to go back. I would go back. It's sunny. It is sunny, but it's not great. I mean, it's boring, yeah. But, I mean, I think it's just like, I'm just like bored here Uh and I... You've it's so normal everything? that I'm, yeah, so I'm like, there's no need for me to ever come back. Like, I have no desire to come back to this city. Same with Auckland. Uh-huh. Because um, Auckland's the worst. Oh, so it's people like shouldn't a, go to Auckland? I mean, flying to Auckland and then leave the next day. Okay. It's just, <laughs> it's just a basic big city. It, there's nothing there. Yeah. It's just buildings and. Not just, really a tourist well, place. Yeah, I mean, might as well just go back to the United States and go to New York City. Oh, there's a lot to do in New York City. Yeah, I'm saying it's better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely been to places that you think are going to be really cool, but it just ends up being a city, which is made more for, like, just people who live there and not really, there's nothing really to see or do except, like, live and work. Yeah, so it was like, I was like, okay. Like, Wellington's really nice, but it's also a city. And I'm just, I don't see any desire to come back. Also... Osaka, Japan, I would not go back to that city because their train system's the worst. And uh-huh. it's basically a worse Tokyo. Some people really love it, but I'm like, why would I go there when I go to Tokyo where it's cleaner and cooler and it's just better and they have a better train system? Um, solid reasoning. It is because I got lost in Osaka and it ended up in a completely different city because the train was stupid. So. Okay, well, don't go there because the train is stupid. Yes, I think it's a valid reason. <laughs> I think so. All right, her last yeah. question. How long do you plan to travel? Well, kind of my plans change literally every day. <laughs> like, I've been gone. I went from, oh, I'm going to spend a year in New Zealand to, oh, I'm leaving end of March to go to Australia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to spend a year in Australia, but I'm pretty sure I won't. Um, yeah. Like, like my current plan is to go to Australia end of March, but I think it'll stay that way because I'll definitely be done by New Zealand. But mm-hmm. then, 
So I'm going to work a couple months in Australia because apparently they pay double and everyone has saved up a lot of money from Australia. Um, so I'm going to do a couple months of working there then travel all of Australia. Well, mm-hmm. as much as I can because people have told me not to go to certain parts because it sucks. So oh, okay. <laughs> most of it. <laughs> yeah. And like. Australia is really big, and in the yeah. center, they said it's just basically desert. So if you want to go to the other side, you have to cross all of it to go somewhere that you should only like really be spending the day in. Huh. So, um, so I'm gonna do that, and then I'll work a couple more months because I want to travel Japan for three months without having to work, just like on a tourist visa. Mm-hmm. So I want to save up enough money so I can travel Japan for three months without working, and then my plan is to come home. That's a long but, time. Yeah, so I'm looking at ooh, a year, a, a more than a year, because I'm still here until March, and then a year in Australia. Oh right. So I'm looking at maybe two years, but we'll see. It changes literally every day. Because I also want to go to Thailand and love Thailand, do Europe and stuff. But then I was thinking, but like, you could I'd always go home. home first and then yeah, go back. I'd, well, everything's so close to here, so it doesn't make any You can get logistical a, a flight to Europe from the U.S. for the for not much, so I don't think it would be Yeah, realistic. well, that's what I was like. I might as well come home um, and then get a job, hopefully knowing what I want to work in at that point, hopefully, uh-huh. and then use my vacation time to, like, go travel Europe instead. Good idea. Good idea. Yeah, because um, I like the American convenience. It is very you know, convenient. Amazon. Yes. Running water. <laughs> Wi-Fi. Um, Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, everyone here is like, American Netflix is literally the best. Before, like, you know, they changed it so you couldn't use VPNs to use uh-huh. every country. They all used to, like, go on to the American one because it was so much better. Yeah, it's true. There's really weird I, ones Yeah. Else. Netflix here is really bad. So uh, I download. You download. That's good. <laughs> And I use my parents' Comcast account and VPN it so I can watch my American TV. Final question from me. Mm. What is your biggest travel tip for anyone looking to go to New Zealand? Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I love this inspirational music in the background. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds planned. It's it's very calming. (laughs) Um, shoot. What's my, what was, tell me the question again. Oh my gosh. What's your biggest tip for traveling in New Zealand? Or must do, or advice? Mm. I mean, I would say that if you're going to start backpacking, New Zealand would be the place to go because it's so easy and like backpacker friendly. Mm -hmm. And safe. And, um, and safe. Yeah. I would say really, really read the reviews on hostels. Because this is good advice for everything. Real, like, yeah, some of them, like, are real terrible. And also, like, if you are a light sleeper, don't bother. Just stay yes. home. Oh, as someone who is a light sleeper and will pay extra for a private room, don't even try. You will convince yeah, yourself don't. you can handle a dorm room, but you can't. You nah. cannot. You can try it for one night. I would suggest getting your first night in a dorm, but don't get, like, a week in a dorm if you're not sure if you can handle it. Yeah, because, I mean, it's a lot of people around all the time. There's no privacy. There'll be drunk people coming in at 4 a.m. making tons of noise. People leaving Lots at 5 a.m. people who snore. Yeah, people leaving at 5 a.m. People coming in real late. 
it's if you're a light sleeper, you're not gonna make it. Oh, flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks. Yeah, especially like if there's bunk beds and like if they're metal, they squeak when everyone goes up and and then they shake the metal ones. And now the vacuum cleaner is going on. (laughs) Well, on that note, uh, thank you for joining me. Um, We will talk to you again next time, maybe in a few months if you have Wi-Fi. Yeah, Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, Christmas episode. (laughs) I made sure I had Wi-Fi during Christmas. That's all for today. I hope you really enjoyed listening to Shanti. I think she always has some really interesting um, perspectives to bring to the table. And I will talk to y'all next week. Goodbye.